This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Secret Cabinet. Hello, and welcome to the 32nd edition of The Secret Cabinet. Today, hot air in the Moulin Rouge. Joseph Pujol, Le Petoman, Paris in the year 1892. A short, irritable man with a thick mustache and the name Joseph Pujol bursts into the offices of the famous Moulin Rouge. He demands to see the director so vehemently that the secretary doesn't throw up too much of an opposition and just lets him in the office. There, he introduces himself to the director with the words, I am le petoman and would like to work for your établissement. I'm a phenomena and my work will be the talk of Paris. And after he showcased his talent to the director, the director was speechless. Pujol performed on stage the same evening, which would be the start of a career that did not just make him, but even the just a few years previously founded Moulin Rouge, famous way beyond the city limits of Paris. But let's go back a little, about 25 to 30 years previously, and we now find ourselves near Marseille on the Mediterranean coast. In the sea, little Joseph is playing, he's racing in the water with his friends, when suddenly an icy feeling grips him from below, namely his rectum filled with ice-cold water. A second shock hit him as he was fleeing the sea, and the water left the intestine the same way it had come in. His mother brought the easily traumatized young man to the doctor, but the doctor shrugged it off as completely harmless. 
Joseph forgets the whole event, and after finishing school with at 13, uh, he becomes an apprentice at a bakery, and following that, does his military service. And he gets along great with his fellow soldiers, and one night at the barracks, he's telling them of the events of that one time in the sea. Of course, his comrades immediately demand a demonstration of this ability, and so one day in the sea, it turns out that he has the ability to suck up as much water as he pleases with his anus, and release it again at will with a mighty stream. And Joseph promptly becomes the star of the barracks. Damn it, Budla. Especially once he finds out that he can do the same thing with air that he can do with water. That also has this beneficial side effect of making a variety of strange noises. Yep, exactly that type of noises. And this is also the time when Pujol gives himself his artist name under which he would later become famous. Le Petoman. But we're not there yet. First, after he completed his military service, Joseph returns to his hometown of Marseille and works in a bakery. 1883, at the age of 26, he marries the butcher's daughter, Elisabeth Henriette Olivier. But the simple baker's life isn't enough for Pujol. Nights, he walks into the nightclubs and theaters and takes in the music and plays and comedy. And finally, his friends start to talk him into creating his own number out of his unique talent. And together with his friends, they rent a little stage in Marseille where he fills an evening's program with, well, let's just say hot air. And he was accompanied on stage with his wife who played the piano. And news of this act spread like wildfire. And his act shoots and spreads through Marseille and beyond. Apparently Pujol hit a nerve with his contemporaries at the time. He filled his venue, sold out every night. Marseille quickly becomes too small for Le Petit after he also has successes in Bordeaux and some other French towns, he sets his sight on the French capital, Paris. And underneath the name-giving red mill of the, uh, or the, like the red windmill of the Moulin Rouge, he cries out, the red sails of the Moulin Rouge is the perfect ventilation system for my show. Quick as the wind, he becomes the main attraction of the establishment. Along with his fellow dancers, like La Goulon, the greedy one, Trilligou, Sewer Rat, because of her crooked teeth, Mom Fromage, like Cheese Kid, and other known ones, known dancers. These dancers dance things like the can-can, which the Moulin Rouge is still known for today, where they raise their legs in the quick dance high over their heads, wearing just very short skirts. And if one then considers that now and then dancers chose to go without underwear, it's no surprise that it was a very popular show in the Belle Epoque, especially among men. But still, Pujol shoots the wind out of their sails, uh, like, so to speak, wherein he, well, moderated intestinal sounds, which, uh, by the way, are supposed to have been without any smell whatsoever. He really did make the crowd go wild. He can mimic trumpets and similar instruments, the cannon roar from the Battle of Austerlitz, and even earthquakes. He imitates the sound of little girls, that of sailors, and a bride before and after the wedding night. And the finale would be a little song, which is played on a flute. I'll, uh, I'll let you guess how the flute was played. Further tricks like blowing out candles at a distance and smoking a cigarette backwards using a tube completes our list of his repertoire. The business savvy Joseph Olé shouted out this act and marketed it very successfully. For instance, attractive young nurses in white uniform were on standby in case, in case people became unconscious from their hysterical laughing. 
Yeah, nurses. Mm, yeah, right. 20,000 francs is how much Ole made per night through this show on the so-called elephant stage, so-called because of an elephant statue. And that's a whole lot more money than he made with the other artists and singers, performers. Even performances by the famous Sarah Bernard never made more than probably 8,000 francs. And after Pujol was once charged of being a cheat, he also did shows in the Zeparais with audiences of only men, where he wore bathing shorts that, instead of a backside, just had a square hole, so that all could convince themselves of the authenticity of the talent. And on one of those evenings, in the audience, there is a distinguished-looking gentleman who leaves a 20-franc gold piece. It happened to be the King of Belgium. Of course, somewhat incognito, but had still witnessed the show. Less enthusiastic was the artist Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec, who must have also seen a few shows of Le Petoman, but would still rather come to see the ladies at the Moulin Rouge. Probably a lot easier on the eyes. At least Pujol never appears in any of Lautrec's paintings. Despite the success of Le Petoman, not everything goes perfectly. First trouble was 1892 when he wanted to help out a baker friend and made a guest appearance in his friend's bakery. And these unofficial side performances don't just excite the audience, but also get the director of the Moulin Rouge worked up, who threatens to sue Pujol. And after a few more instances, that's exactly what he does. Pujol has to pay a fine of 3,000 francs, which he says stinks, and it leaves the Moulin Rouge and opens up his own theater called the Pompadour to be more independent. Olé, however, is not happy with the leaving of his big star and presents newfound talent, La Petoman, a female variety of Pujol, who now it's his turn to sue the Moulin Rouge because of plagiarism. The blowback for the Moulin Rouge is then pretty bad as it's discovered that the young female flatulist was actually cheating by using, well, a big rubber balloon, while the sounds of the master were all produced en nature. And so the success of Pujol continues in the new Pompadour Theatre. Now it's kind of a variety act where they're trying out new things and like magic tricks. This professional farter entertained Parisians for many more years to come. But even then, eventually, the easily amused French public, apparently, still ran out of steam. Though the Pompadour was doing pretty brisk business until the beginning of the First World War, but as Pujol's four sons headed off to war, he had to close the theater. After the war, one son became a prisoner of war, two came back permanently injured, Pujol's need to entertain by passing gas passed. He returned to Marseille and continued back where he had left off, namely as a baker. With his children, he ran several bakeries and even opened a factory in 1922 producing windbags. No, just kidding. It's a factory for biscuits. And after he passed on the business to his children, he spent the rest of his days in Toulon, surrounded by his loving children and grandchildren. There, he eventually also died at the age of 88 years in 1945, shortly after the landing of the Allies in Normandy. And even the street of Marseille, which had his first bakery, today has the name Rue Pujol. And to this day, on warm summer evenings, you can hear the wind blow. Unfortunately, no audio recordings survived um, of Le Patoman, but there was an emulator, a uh, copycat sort of, with the name 
Monsieur Le Ferré, whose recording from 1904 does survive, and we'll play it now. I'm the translator Travis Dow. This is shows created in the original German by Der Budlaw. And check out more of everything we do at podcastnik.com. Podcastnik.com. <laughs> Le fait de ma belle-mère, le fait de ma le même fait est en manqué, le même que j'espère après l'absorption d'une bouteille d'eau au moins. Les deux sang lors de sa visite au roi des bêtes. Dernière. Devant. Fais une personne constipée. Fais d'un cheval au tronc. Fais d'un cheval au piano. Fais de l'éléphant en mal d'enfant. Fais de la girafe en train de se monter debout. Et voilà. Thank you.